91.3 KXCI Tucson. Real people, real radio. Good afternoon to our KXCI listeners. We appreciate you tuning in today to your community radio station, where we all stay connected. This is Aspen Green with my co-host, Kathy Harris, and you are listening to 91.3 KXCI Broad Perspectives Radio, a program by women, about women, but for everyone. You can learn more on the Broad Perspectives Radio page at kxci.org. Today's guests, Kathleen Williamson and Samantha Banshee, are both board members of the Food Conspiracy Co-op. Since 1971, the Co-op promotes whole, natural, organic, and chemical-free products with minimal packaging. They are expanding, and we will hear more about it on the show today. Kathy, tell us more. Well, I am just so excited to have these two women talk about this really cool and important organization in our town. And some of you listeners out there may not know about it. If you don't, you're going to learn a lot like I did. Kathleen Williamson is a lifelong scholar, artist, and environmental and social activist. She's been a recognized singer-songwriter in Arizona and Ireland for many decades. Beside her law degrees, JD and LLM, Kathleen holds a PhD in cultural anthropology from the U of A, where her areas of interest included legal and medical anthropology, feminist studies, immigration, and Yaki in Irish-American cultures. And as I recall, Kathleen got that just because it was a fun thing to do. She already had a law degree and a career, but oh, I think I'll go get a PhD in anthropology now. (laughs) She has authored numerous published academic articles, but now focuses on poetry and visual arts. Kathleen retired from law practice in 2021, which afforded more time for volunteer services. She was elected to the Food Cooperative's board in 2022 and currently serves as the vice president. She's been growing her own organic food since the 70s and currently has an urban farm with aquaponics and a milk goat named Susu. (laughs) Samantha Banshee is a native Tucsonan and has worked in clinical research for more than 15 years in health and wellness, infant and adult nutrition. Samantha says, as a medical professional, access to organic foods has changed her lifestyle and health forever. She's a gardener and was a garden site coordinator for two years at the base of A Mountain through the Tucson Community Gardens, a very worthwhile project there. She is a musician, fluent in Spanish and Portuguese, and is a board member of Food Conspiracy Co-op. What a couple of dynamic women here. Kathleen and Samantha, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. We're so happy to have you here. Let's start, though, with a little more information about the two of you. You're both involved in so many areas of our community. Kathleen, tell us what you do as an urban farmer. Oh, I have almost an acre downtown and not too far from the Mercado on the Santa Cruz River area. And I've continued my lifelong love of having a milk goat And I also have an aquaponics system here. So I raise my own tilapia and I grow a lot of my own food, a lot of vegetables. And it's just, it's very rewarding. It's a fabulous place. And I've had the opportunity to meet Susu, your goat, (laughs) which is delightful. It takes walks with you along the river walk. Right. We go goat walking. Yes. Okay. And Sam, are you still doing clinical research about health and nutrition? 
Yeah, I've been in research for over 15 years. I focused for about a decade on oncology. So I worked on hormonal reproductive cancers um, in clinics, so with patients. And I see the direct impact on what food has on our bodies. And so nutrition factors into that. Right now, I'm in respiratory and pulmonary research and allergy. And it's kind of interesting because we do infant and adult allergies. And a lot of this is to foods. Right. The connection to food to our health in so many ways is so important. So great that you're doing research in that. Well, you're both members of the board of the Tucson Food Conspiracy Co-op on 4th Avenue. For listeners who don't know, tell us what a food co-op is. Well, a food co-op is an enterprise or an organization jointly owned and managed by those who use its facilities or services. In our case, the food co-op has been owned by approximately 3,000 residents of Tucson and their surrounding area. Because ownership is equally distributed in many shares, we have a strong democratic structure ensuring that the decisions are made to support our owners' needs rather than increase profits for the benefit of few. Wow. So it's owned by 3,000 people who have bought memberships. So who runs the place on a day-to-day basis? Who makes decisions, hires staff, that kind of thing? Well, we have staff departments, we have general manager and a board. Uh, We have our board president, Kevin Hendricks, who has served for about seven years with us. Kathleen Williamson's our vice president, and uh, I got to join the board with her last year. We've got Linda Green, Rick Fiegert, LaVisa Axel, and we have Guru Das. This is just so fascinating. Um, You said you have 3,000 members. How much is it to join? I actually became a co-op member 20 years ago, and all I could afford were payments. And so we have thousands of members and we're growing. You can become an owner for $180. You can choose to pay the equity quarterly, making a total of eight installments of $22.50. And I actually did that over a year, or you can pay the full $180 at once. Your equity investment of $180 is fully refundable. So if at some point you no longer want to be an owner, you can sell your share back to us and we'll refund the full $180 or whatever amount you've paid up to that point. Okay. And what are the advantages of being a member? You have ownership in your community co-op first off, and you take part in owner-only sale days. You have the option to receive e-receipts for all shopping transactions. You have the ability to receive 20% off on special orders and bulk orders. In profitable years, uh, you receive a patronage rebate. I got my full $180 rebate within two years of being a co-op owner. And so, yeah. And so I also was confused as a younger person buying shares for the first time. How am I an owner if I also receive the full amount back that I've paid? So I feel like there's no loss there. You participate in co-op decision-making by attending monthly board meetings and voicing your opinion. I need to touch on that a cooperative practice of sharing earnings with owners of the co-op, the rebate returns, a portion of the store profits back to you based on how much you spent in a year, just to clarify what I was saying earlier. And then you participate in annual elections. So by voting for board members on key decisions, you have the opportunity to run for the board of directors after you've been an owner for six months. And you have the experience of shopping where you own the store. This is so fascinating. You know, back in the 70s, there was a Vietnamese restaurant where I was back in Michigan. The owner 
was from Vietnam and he was so grateful to our country because he was able to build a life. He had his own restaurant and everybody went in there. He gave a number. And at the end of the year, if he made a profit, you would get the amount back, depending on how much money you spent there. It was the first time I'd ever heard of any such thing. He just did this on his own out of gratitude. And what you're saying reminds me very much of that. If I go in there, I'm not a member today. If I went in there today, can I still shop there since I'm not a member? Absolutely. You can benefit from the sales. There are certain days we have owner's discounts. But to be honest, the produce is always reasonable. I know people will complain about bananas being a dollar more. We're going to talk about why our produce is better, not just because it's local, but our farmers set their standardized prices for the lots that they plant at the price that they want. And we work with them on price setting so that they're not losing any of their profits and we need to pay our farmers. So those things add up. There's always a deal at the co-op. Okay. And it sounds like you guys have an important mission here. What is the overall mission? You know, we have guiding principles that started at the outset with the whole food conspiracy movement that began in Berkeley back in the power to the people days in the late 60s and early 70s. And so those cooperative principles are built into our bylaws. And I see this organization really walking its talk. And those principles include, as far as the governance, that there's voluntary and open ownership without arbitrary discrimination. There's democratic governance. There's economic participation by owners, with owners equitably contributing, as Samantha described, and controlling the capital of the cooperative. The autonomy and independence of the co-op as a, is a self-help organization and providing education and training at all levels of the cooperative so that participants can contribute effectively to the development of the co-op. Sam reminded me earlier, too, that in our staff hiring and so forth, we also have career opportunity training so that people can learn how to move up within cooperative and grocery retail. So we provide education really across the board uh, how to contribute effectively to the development of cooperative grocery retail. And then we work cooperatively to serve the owners as well as strengthen the entire cooperative movement across the United States. We have a great concern for the community. While focusing on owner needs, we also work for sustainable development of the community of which any cooperative is a part of. Yeah, I just became aware that you're both members of a national cooperative. Is there like a connection between all of the co-ops around the country? Do you get guidance from them? How does that work? Yeah, there's a national grocers cooperative. In fact, I was looking last night at the members across the United States and Tucson Food Conspiracy is the only one in Arizona that is a cooperative that's a member of the National Grocers Cooperative. But if you look at Michigan, where Kathy's from, you'll see a lot of stores that are members of the NGC. You know, it just goes back to that history. But, you know, years ago, when people had a little health food store or a little cooperative somewhere and people would come in and complain about the prices, the pat response was, we don't have the buying power of Walmarts. We don't have the buying power of the big chain stores. And so the National Grocers Cooperative helps us collectively to have a buying power. And then under that national NGC, as we say, there are some labels that we collectively own. The field day label that you see when you go into the food cooperative and the, the little booklet that you get when you go in the door that shows you all the current deals that are on sale. You'll see that same booklet across the United States at all the NGC cooperative membership stores. And the NGC follows all the same principles 
that I just outlined. It just gives us a lot of collective bargaining power. And then we help support each other. Like if one cooperative is having a problem, there are organizations and helpers within the NGC that help brethren cooperatives. You know, I'm just curious, what year did the Tucson Co-op start? Who exactly started it and how this came about originally? The food conspiracy was a movement that started in Berkeley back in 1969, as I mentioned, with the Power to the People movement. And it was a bulk buying club. And similarly, that's how it started in Tucson. It was just a loose network of collectives. And the food conspiracy just expressed a kind of an ideology about cooperative retail grocery and giving an alternative to chain stores and supermarkets, and then also providing direct control over the quality of the food and the sources of the food with a strong focus, again, on whole foods and organic produce. The trade name Food Conspiracy, the Tucson Food Conspiracy is the only store in the United States that actually took that phrase and turned it into their trade name. We started back in 1971, and the Food Conspiracy, along with Antigone's I would say, are the two main startup anchors for the Fourth Avenue culture in Tucson. And both organizations are really still shining stars and anchors uh, for the Fourth Avenue community and the wider Tucson community. But it started with local political activists with the same ideas of trying to have some ownership over grocery retail. And we've been at the same location since 1974 at 412 North Fourth Avenue. It was a workers' collective as well as a buyers' collective. And today, as mentioned, we have over 3,000 members, and that's growing. I think that's a fascinating history, and it brings up so many more questions. But let's take this opportunity for a little music break. Aspen, what do you think? I love music breaks. (laughs) And you picked the song today. It's called Peel Me a Grape by Shirley Horn. Can you tell me why you picked this song for today's show? Well, I love Shirley Horn, for, obviously, but Peel Me a Grape, I just thought it would be just a fun inclusion. It's a little something about food. It's one of the sexiest food songs ever written, mm-hmm. uh, performed by many, many artists over the decades. And I got to see Blossom Deary do it actually in New York some years ago at Danny's Piano Bar. So I just love that song. A little bit about Shirley Horn. She was an American jazz singer and pianist. She collaborated with many jazz musicians, including Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Carmen McRae, Wynton Marsalis, and others. She was most noted for her ability to accompany herself with nearly incomparable independence and ability on the piano while singing. Peel Me a Grape was recorded in May 1995 and released on her album, The Main Ingredient, in February 1996. It was written by Dave Frischberg. This CD is a little unusual as it was recorded at her home. The four sessions utilized some of her favorite musicians. Essentially, the song is about a woman who expects to be treated with the best things in life and won't settle for anything less. So let's give a listen to Peel Me a Grape by Shirley Horn. 91.3 KXCI Tucson Real People, Real Radio. And check us out on the Broad Perspectives page at kxci.org. And we are back talking to Kathleen Williamson and Sam Banshee, board members of the Food Conspiracy Co-op. And that was such an appropriate and fun song. Thank you for bringing that to us. It's one we have never played on our show before. I'm kind of curious, for those who have never been to the food co-op, would you say that it's a different experience shopping there from, say, at a major grocery store, or is it kind of the same? I started shopping at the Food Conspiracy 
back in the early days. When I lived in Jerome, Arizona, my girlfriend and I used to drive all the way down from Jerome right through Phoenix and head straight to Tucson. And we bought our bulk carrots and our bulk wheatgrass and all the, the organic bulk stuff that we wanted. We used to go to Fourth Avenue and shop at the co-op. And this is like 1975. It's a real community. You just know that your money is staying in the community. You know that the food has been vetted. You know that the farmers are being taken care of. It's so important to the whole cooperative retail market. About um, 80% of the grocery retail market right now is controlled by about four corporations. And it's important to let uh, the listeners and the community to let that sink in. When you go there, you know, you bump into your friends, you know, I mean, the same thing kind of happens at Trader Joe's, but the cooperative is qualitatively different. Just the word cooperative by itself explains a lot of that. Yeah, I've been at the co-op since I was a young teen, hanging out in the front stoop often with, you know, hearing street musicians and getting to eat my lunch from the cold deli and hanging out with my friends. And so... This has been a place in my heart because I grew up on the Ave and to know that I can invest in it and I'll be a part of it. I think, you know, you and I met as gardeners, Kathleen, and neighbors. And so when people have mutual interests, I know our whole community is a lot different than maybe a lot of cities. We live on sacred ground. We live on Yaki territory. And I know that we need to do an, a land acknowledgement to talk about why food is so important to our region. We work with a lot of indigenous farmers and we get to have a lot of indigenous foods, not only in our hot options, but what our shopping options are. I'm in love with the co-op. And so being involved (laughs) is really sweet. And I have a lot of friends who are Fourth Avenue business owners who aren't yet co-op owners. And they're in the co-op every single day. And these are the folks I want to bring in and They already are a part of the community, and I want them to have vested interests, not just for the deals, but for supporting our community. Okay, that's a very good description of the differences there. I want to make sure that we cover an event that you have coming up. You've actually expanded the co-op recently, and you're going to have a grand opening for the expansion. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's on October 28th. The expansion, what's called the East Side Expansion, which has confused a lot of people because they think we're opening a store on the East Side. (laughs) That's not what's happening. The front of the store faces west on 4th Avenue, 412 North 4th Avenue. And on the backside where we used to have parking spaces, that whole area, the store footprint is being expanded back there by a lot of square footage. And then we're adding 33 parking spaces because we also own the property on the other side of the alley. So our parking's going to expand back there on the backside, that east side. We're also going to have a courtyard for people to meet and gather and and eat some of the food from the cold and hot foods that are already prepared. And we have a little stage where we can have presentations and educational seminars, uh, music from time to time. And we're going to have an organic garden on the far east end of all of that. And a lot of our offices will be on the east side. So it's just really exciting. And this has been in the making for years We raised a million and a half dollars of preferred shares through our membership. That's the support Mm -hmm. and belief that the community has in the co-op. We didn't get any free money from Rio Nuevo. We didn't get any tax breaks from the city like you see being handed out to the major corporations coming into town and getting help. I don't know why they get help. But we did it on our own. And then through the National Grocery Cooperative, we were able to secure, because of their associations with certain kinds of banks that are support cooperatives, 
we were able to secure a very beneficial loan for the remainder of the amount. It's an extensive amount of money, time, and energy. And the staff at the co-op has been fabulous throughout the COVID years and the expansion all happening at the same time. They've really managed to run the store beautifully that whole time. But I hate to say it because I like for Tucson to be a bicycle town, but we are adding quite a bit of parking, which has been a major complaint by the so-called environmentalists that shop at our store. I'm actually excited for parking. I feel like because of how our parking has been over the 54 years, that this will actually open it up to have a kind of a secured parking lot with 33 spaces for co-op members to, to park at and walk right into the store from the back. I know a lot of longtime owners and shoppers would like to be able to walk to their car directly instead of completely around the avenue. And so I'm actually quite excited for that. I know there will be trees in our parking lot. I don't know how much shade that will afford, but I'm really excited for the community space, which I envision to be shaded with misters so I can hang out and kind of relive my nostalgic teen years by eating and socializing as a co-op again. So on October 28th, we're having the grand opening. It's going to be a sort of a soft opening because we won't have all the decoration up and the polished finishing touches. We're going to save that for our 54th anniversary in February. But we will have a soft opening, a grand opening. We'll have a ribbon cutting at 11 o'clock with Steve Kosicek of Ward 6 cutting the ribbon. And then we're going to have a number of musicians, including Kathy Harris's band, Frankly Scarlet. I'm going to make a rare appearance with Rochelle Raya. We have Greg Morton and Jim Stanley. We have Mitzi Cowell and the Valiants. Uh, who am I failing to mention? And I don't want you to forget the Bev Seconder, Jim Lipson, Shanti Foster trio. Aspen did a lovely poster for us, which we've been <laughs> circulating on Facebook recently. The ribbon cutting will be at 11 o'clock. And then there'll be music until five. And then Sam has made arrangements to bring in a fabulous DJ. I'll let her talk a little bit more about that. But it's going to be a really nice party all day. And we'll be able to introduce the public to the new store, the new end of the store. I mean, we're basically pretty much doubling our store there and the backside. So it's very exciting for all of us and just so much work and time and and resources in the making to finally get to this point. Well, congratulations for all the money that you raised to be able to do this and to bring such a wonderful place to our city. Tell us quickly, Sam, about the DJ. And then also tell us quickly, because we're just about out of time, where our listeners can get information about the co-op and perhaps about your October 28th opening. Yeah, we're really excited to have DJ Miss Godin. It's uh, M-I-Z-S-K-O-D-E-N. She is a beautiful Yaki woman and she is a popular DJ in our town. And she's going to kick off a little dance party for us at the soft grand opening. I'm really excited for when we do publish and have our full decorative expression of the co-op. We're going to have a project called The Wall Speak because our co-op used to be the space for the John Brown Party, a local Tucson group based on ideas of the Black Panther Party and the Young Lords Party, a Chicano militant group in that exact space. And now we're going to do the Walls Speak. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the history of the riots in 1971 that occurred at the U of A campus and talking about how we really established the food co-op like Kathleen discussed. 
Okay. And what is the website people can go to, to learn more about the co-op and and where they can go to become a member if they want to? Mm Foodconspiracy.com. Okay. Okay. Well, I wish we could talk more because I have lots more questions, but you've described it so well. It sounds like such a fascinating and wonderful place for our community. Thanks to both of you for being here and talking about it. And uh, we'll see you on October 28th for the grand opening of your new extension. Thank you, Jasmine and Kathy, both of you, for the poster, for the support today on KXCI, and for playing some music for us on the 28th, Kathy. Well, unfortunately, once again, that's all the time we have for today. But Kathleen and Sam, thank you so much for being with us. The Food Conspiracy is a very special place to me, and I have been shopping there since 1975. I used to work at Small Planet Bakery, and we supplied the Food Conspiracy with bread, granola, and goodies. So it's a a very special place to me, and I'm really excited to see the expansion. I did. I have to admit, I thought it was on the east side when I first heard about it. (laughs) And thanks to all of you out there for listening. This is Aspen Green with Kathy Harris, and you've been listening to Broad Perspectives Radio, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Don't forget to find us on KSCI.org. And now don't touch that dial, because next up we have Boom Goddess Radio with Jennifer Davis Page. Enjoy your Sunday, and we'll see you next week.